So we are continuing the Chayadam in Klal Zion, and he is discussing the halachas of a basic nessus and what people do during davening and all those details. So there are three Gemaras that are somewhat similar in, uh, in Brachas. One is Brachas Davavam Abbez, which tells us, Someone who davens behind a shul at the time when people are davening is Nikra Russia. He is called a Russia by davening uh, and not facing the same direction. So we'll, so we'll see exactly what that means. The Gemara in Ches and Mebez and Brachas says, Walk past a base Knesset while people are davening. So we'll see what that means. As well, and finally, in the in the, in the last parak, in parak test, so in brachas it talks about you know walking behind different people, walking behind a lion, walking behind a woman, and then it says it's better to walk behind a oivir of a desara, an idol worshiper, than to be walking behind a beisakneses b'shashat sibar mespalin at the time when people are davening. So let's take it one at a time. First, the Gemara Brachas tells us that a person should not dive in a hurry based And if you look, the Gemara brings a story, either it's a story or some type of dream, where Elio Anavi comes, he sees someone davening outside of the basic Knesset, and he says, it's as if you are showing that there are two Rishuyas, there are two uh, different gods, because everyone's facing in one direction, and you're facing the other direction. So therefore, it says that he killed him, as this person, this is really terrible, uh, a chutzpah in front of HaKadosh Baruch Hu to not be davening in the same direction. So what exactly is the case that the Gemara refers to? So this is a machlekes in the Rishonim. The first way of understanding it is that <clears throat> let's say a person is standing behind the shul. So the shul is facing east, the Aaron Kaddish is facing east, he's standing behind shul, and he is davening in the other direction. So everyone is bowing facing east, Let's say he's in America, everyone's facing east towards uh, Yerushalayim, and he's bowing and facing the other way, facing west, and his back is to the shul. So that is us, or that is, looks like it is two Rishuyas. Now this sounds like when he's davening Shemonesre. If he's outside uh, on the phone, that wouldn't be a problem of Nikrashte Rishuyas. It might be another issue, but not this issue of davening to the opposite direction. So according to this first uh, opinion, let's say he would be he would be uh, standing behind the shul, but he's facing the same direction that everybody faces. That would not be a problem. There's a other way of learning it, that the ikur kapeda is that a person should always face the direction of the shul, which means even let's say you're, a person is standing in front of the shul, he's stand he's he's standing meaning in front of the building, so. If he faces the same direction that everyone else is facing, then he, they would both be facing east, but his back would be to the shul, because his back is in, he's standing in front of the building. So these shitas hold, he should face towards the basic nessus when he davens. So therefore, we are machmer like both. Don't put yourself in a situation where you're, either your back is facing the shul, or you are, even if you are in the same direction as people, but you're facing opposite the shul. So therefore, we are machmer like both. This comes up sometimes when you have, let's say, a minion for shul, and uh, you have a minion by davening, and then someone has yard site, or they want to make a quick minion, so they end up davening, you know, on the shul porch, or some other uh, uh, area in, in in the building. So if it's a separate room, so then even if it has this, shares the same wall as the shul, halakhali we view it as a separate room. But even then, it's better that everybody in the shul faces one direction. So hopefully they not don't have their backs to the shul. Let's say it's an adjacent room. So you're facing one direction, that'll be fine. 
Additionally, let's say it's a shtibel where you have many shuls, so each room is a, is a shul. It's his own shul. That would definitely not be an issue, even if you know you're facing the back. Your your back is facing another shul. There is a very interesting shaila like this. That let's say you go to a uh, you go to a shul and mizrach, or the, put put it this way, the aron kodesh is not in the not facing mizrach. Sometimes the shul was not built for a shul, and they they made a shul out of an existing building, out of a uh, conservative you know conservative synagogue or something. They, and the shul wasn't built, or it's a shtibel, and the only place that the architect will allow you to have it faced is not going to be facing east. So what should a person do? So in general, that's, it's a halachic shaila. Where should we face? Should we face Mizrach, or should we face the, the Aaron Kardash? So, quick psak, but there's there's more to discuss. We'll discuss at a different time, that we should face the Aaron Kardash, that's the minog, even if it's not directly uh, east. What if a person doesn't hold like this? He wants to face Mizrach. Can he daven facing a different way than the Tzibor? So the Paiskim said that if it's if it's uh, a drastic difference between what everyone else is davening, that would be wrong. To daven Shemoneser facing a different direction than the Tzibor, so that would not be correct. However, if it's slightly off, and this person has his cheshben of where he wants to daven, so as long as it's in the general vicinity or general direction, so then that would not be a problem. You don't have to be exactly davening straight towards the uh, towards the iron. There's a shaila like this, and I was once in a uh, uh, yeshiva which was hosting a, a Hasidic camp for the summer. So the yeshiva davened at eight o'clock or eight thirty or something. We finished at ten. At 10 o'clock, the Hasidic camp had their minion in the main base madrash, but it was very interesting how they davened in the opposite direction. They literally turned the tables around because in this yeshiva, the, they, they took over a uh, reformed temple or something, and they, and they, and the Aaron was in the wrong place. So the yeshiva left it. That was the psak that the yeshiva had. From uh, from Gedarlim. to leave it as is, it's it's just a nice it's a nice hour, and the way the the room is set up, it's better. But this Hasidish yeshiva would actually you know turn turn everything and daven in the other other direction. So I was thinking when I was there, is this wrong? Is this a problem of davening mechari beisakneses? So again, they had their own aron, they had their little uh, makeshift aron with a sefer tyra, and they were facing that direction, and they were facing Mizrach. And they were the only ones davening at that time. So I, I don't think it's a problem, but it's something to think about when a person is doing something that's the opposite of the tzibor. You want to be davening typically in the same direction as the tzibor. And the Gemara in, in the, the ninth parak of Bracha says it's, it's terrible to be davening in a different direction because you're literally showing that there's two gods, there's two different programs going on, and therefore be uh, cognizant of the fact that he should be facing the same direction as the tzibor. There's another halacha. The Gemara Brachos Chesem Abeiz says that the person is not allowed to pass by the shul that people will see him while they're davening he looks like a koifer. Everyone's davening. He's not partaking in tefillah today. Since he's not going into daven. However, there are many scenarios where it will be mutter. Number one, there's another shul in town. And there's another shul in town. So people will say, oh, he's not davening here, but he's davening somewhere else. So it doesn't look like a kaifer. Let's say he's wearing tefillah and he has, he's holding a siddur. And he's, maybe people say he's davening, he's catching up. He's not necessarily uh, uh, not coming to shul. 
as a koifer. He's he's busy, or there's a um, or he's holding a, a masa. He's holding a, a package. He has his uh, briefcase on, his laptop. So people think he's going to work. He's an oinus, or he's busy with something. Or even if he's running, even if he's running, that shows that he is occupied with something else, and people will be down in the kafsos. However, if there is no other shul in town, and he's not running, he's not wearing tefillin. It doesn't. It doesn't seem like he's being busy with something else. It will be a problem. It will be called nirek uh, koifer, and it's not something that a person should do. This is the Gemara and Brachos Dav Ches Amid Beis. So, practically, it's very odd, very, very, dip, very uh, infrequent to find a case that this would actually apply. The only scenario I would think of is either you have a community where there's one shul in town, there's one minion, one shul, and let's say you have a nine o'clock minion in your in your community. There's not one. There's no other place. No yachabad. No yeshiva. No none of this stuff. Just one one shul in town, and a person is standing outside uh, during Shmona Esrei. So that maybe would be considered Nirika Kaifer that he's not coming to join for davening. Additionally, let's say you have a Pesach program or some type of Shabbaton where there's also one minion in the entire hotel and a person is standing outside, so that might be Nirika Kaifer. Although, one could argue the same way when someone is, is holding a package. So we see he's busy, he's not a kaifer. Perhaps if a guy's drinking his coffee, we say, okay, he's just a baltaiva. He needs uh, he needs his coffee in the morning and he needs to schmooze outside. He's not a kaifer. He, he believes in God, but he just likes to drink coffee during davening or he likes to schmooze during davening. I'm not sure what would we consider that. We could say that Nirika kaifer doesn't believe in God. He believes in God. He just likes he likes to drink. He's a baltaiva and that's why he's eating during uh, during davening. So that would be another, uh, that would be an example of where this this Gemara might actually apply. There is uh, a, a few more halachas here in, in the beginning of Klai Zion. Number one, and uh, someone has a, a shul in town, or a base medrash, and he damns at home for no reason. He doesn't want to be part of the community. So the Gemara says, he's called a bad neighbor. Why? doesn't go to his friend's house. So there's a sensitivity. Again, we spoke about this yesterday, that people should, you want to participate and enhance the community institutions. Someone stays home, he's not enhancing the community shuls. That's called a shachin ra. Additionally, the Gemara says, This is also a brachas tav There's a mitzvah to run to shul, or to run to other mitzvahs. However, to run in the Beis HaKnesses itself, that's not a place where a person should run. A person should uh, be go there with Ema, with fear. And then the next halacha he says is that in halacha hey, that even though it's a mitzvah gedol, it's a Beis HaKnesses, it's a great mitzvah daven and shul. However, im there's going to be uh, friends that are going to turn him off. It's a whiskey minion, you know, just a bunch of lights on him, and that's the only minion in town. In that case, it is better to dive in, in your house, try to get a minion in your house. That would be a great time to have a breakaway minion if the uh, basic nessus is uh, a basic nessus of late sonos. So then that is actually a recommended time to break away, have your minion in your house, and start your new shul. Um, okay, but make sure it's being done for the right reasons. In halacha vav, and then we'll get to this next week. He already starts discussing the concept of that once the base of was destroyed, a Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, says that your Batakinesias are going to be a Mikdash Ma'at. And if we have many, many halachas of what we can do in a shul, how we treat a shul, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that in Mirza Shem next week.